Yo, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Paul Anthony here with the Word of the Day. Yes, the Word of the Day podcast episode two. We're doing it. Uh, last episode, I kind of just really just kind of shared a brief introduction of my testimony or um, I've been through life. So we're going to dive through the Word uh, and let's go to John, John chapter 15. And as we're diving in there, this is what you need to keep in mind. Um, the Bible is one unified story that leads to Jesus. And so from Genesis all the way to Revelation, here we have this overarching story that just leads ultimately to Jesus. And the reason why it leads to Jesus is because um, he will bring true fulfillment, wholeness, and peace in this new heaven and new earth that is soon to come. And so uh, what we see is in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, this place called the Garden of Eden. And the Garden of Eden is this place of complete and wholeness where human beings are naked and unashamed, where animals uh, are in harmony and everyone's eating plants and vegans are just loving it. Um, Right. And so and then there's some disorder because there's some rebellion done to God's perfect design. And with that rebellion, there's this chaos and this chasmic cause like fraction that begin to happen in humanity in the world and because of that sin god has been forever pursuing and rescuing humanity working through the family of abraham ultimately the children of israel children of israel all the way to where we have jesus on the scene preaching and teaching and i want to read a portion of scripture. And what I want to do is kind of just, I don't know, take it for what it is and just let's talk about it a little bit and let's kind of see what the Lord has. And so I want to dive deeper into my video. Uh, I don't know what to name it yet, but um, I'm just going to say the gardener for now. And uh, let's kind of look at this. Um, Jesus in chapter, uh, John chapter 15, verse one. I got to go there in my Bible. So you can go ahead and uh, Move your Bible too. You'd think starting this podcast, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to already be set and ready to go. Okay, here we go. I am the true vine. Let's read verse one. I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Man, let's just keep going. If if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. Dang. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified 
that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. We're just going to stop right there. Um, whoa, that, that there's just a lot in here. And so let's uh, kind of go in a little deeper and kind of slow down because I really like in the video, I really like hit a quick point. Boom, we're gone. Uh, the whole point is to sow seed and stir hearts, right? And so this is for those that maybe want to go a little deeper. Um, want to slow down a little bit, want to process. And so um, we have this vine picture of a spiritual truth. And so I am the uh, NLT version. I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. And so Jesus is the true vine. And so, okay, you have a vine. It's, 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 it's growing. So the fact that he says true vine, it, it just kind of shows you like, like ultimately what this dude's saying is I am the source of life. <laughs> I am, I am, I am it. And the whole reason I even exist is because my father's the gardener. All right. He planted the seed. He made it. He made me who I am. Right. And just, just kind of, just kind of doing the deal. So we got like, Jesus is the true vine, the way of life, but the heavenly father, our heavenly father is the gardener. So what is, what is a, a gardener's job, a gardener is to cultivate, to pull weeds, to um, water, to really manage and steward um, the garden so it can flourish and bear much fruit, right? And so the more fruit, the more you can enjoy things, the more you can be satisfied um, and things like that. And so we need to already have that picture. So I have the picture of a vine or a grapevine. Right. And the heavenly father as the gardener or the vine dresser. And so with the vine dresser, with, you know, to cultivate, to care, to manage, um, we, we need to keep that in mind. Right. Verse two, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Whoo, he takes away. He just kind of, whatever. This is not useful at all. Just kind of throw it to the side. And we'll talk about that in a little bit later. Kind of throw that mug to the side. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes and that it may bear more fruit. And so if you're a branch already, so if you're in that true vine, if you're in God, you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Bible says he's done a transformative work. And so from the inside out, you've been made a new creature in Christ. And so the old things have passed away. Behold, the, uh, behold new things have come. Like you're, you're a new creature in Christ, the Bible says now. And so this is... This is where mindsets are changed, your heart is different. This kind of goes back to my testimony. Like when I met Jesus, everything changed. I want to be a firefighter now. Like the Lord ultimately was leading me to be uh, um, a preacher. And so didn't want that at all. Didn't care for it. Didn't like who, who wants that? Some people actually want that. I, I didn't want, I just wanted to be a superhero. I just wanted to save people from burning buildings. That's it. And help people in crisis, which that, essentially I do that now. Um, but I was thinking in one way. Um, and so, so he prunes 
the branches that bear much fruit. And so I think those that, uh, that don't bear any fruit at all, he throws away. Um, that, that throwing away process, that's pretty aggressive. That's like, okay, like, see you later, bro. Like, if you're not bearing fruit, then you got to go. And so in the ESV commentary, it says this. It says, um, does not bear fruit seems to indicate that the person symbolized by such a branch is not a true believer. In that case, in me, is just a loose connection needed to make a metaphor of the vine work, reflecting a calm, a claim to be Christ that is not genuine and not implied actually regeneration or true belief. So that probably could be someone who claims to be a believer, but not really a believer. Um, I just think it's a non-believer straight up because he doesn't throw away. He doesn't just throw away his people. He never, he's not like, if you're a believer, he's not going to, he's not going to throw you away. Like, oh, you're not bearing any fruit anymore. See you later. And the only reason you can bear fruit is because you're attached to the vine. All right. And so the vine is Jesus Christ. And so um, the Gentiles, as all of us that aren't Jewish, the Bible says we've been grafted in to the family. And so even though we kind of grew up in a, uh, in a in an area that has nothing to do with that vine, we are being grafted in uh, there. And that's a guarding tool. That's a that's a guarding metaphor. And we've been kind of put into the family. So or the nutrients we're getting is from Jesus, his his way, his truth, his life. And then um, uh, we're, we're being cultivated by the vine dresser. So he prunes the, the gardener prunes the branches. So as believers, now listen, we always want blessing and favor from the Lord, right? But we don't, in some circles, not all, in some circles, we do not talk about pruning. We do not talk about how painful that process is. There's this one time, uh, actually when we were, uh, a group of us um, were videotaping for this uh, video, um, there are people gra- uh, pruning trees in St. Louis. And I was like, this is dope. And I was kind of watching them. I was kind of peeping them out. I was like, okay, okay, what you doing? And they were just kind of circling around the tree, you know. I thought they were going to hug the tree. But they're kind of looking and they're examining the tree and seeing. And so at this time, it's winter uh, in St. Louis. There's a lot of snow, ice things like that. And so they're kind of still in that process of like pruning. It's not just in a, in a season, uh, that's spring or summer, you know? And so they were looking at it and they were cutting just certain things. And I wasn't close enough to know like why they were cutting what they were cutting, but I assumed they were cutting something that wasn't bearing fruit or looked like it could have potential to bear fruit. Um, and so take this metaphor right now and let's, let's jump over to our lives. So he cuts off every branch that does not produce fruit. So if there's something in your life that's not producing, let's just go there for a moment. If it's not producing something, he's just going to cut that mug off. Like it's a waste of time. It's not worth it. Why even settle for it? Cut it. But something in your life that is bearing fruit, he prunes. He's like, yeah, let's make this a little tighter. Let's, let's let's make this a little better. Let's, let's snip a little here. And there's nothing sexy about cutting off or pruning. 
And so, again, some circles, we talk about the Lord's blessing, and he, says, and he blesses, the Lord blesses, he gives us life and breath, and, like, we're able to live, like, this is awesome. Again, we are uh, part of, we are the branches attached to the vine here, and so this is good. We got our nutrients from the Lord, we're getting it from him, and this is good, we're living, we're surviving, we're thriving, we're new creatures in Christ, like, this is awesome, but there's also a process that God puts us through where he cuts things out of our lives and he prunes things that even look good in our lives. And so what what's an example of just like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to cut this out. Um, I think of certain relationships. And so hear me, I'm a huge advocate in living missional. And what I mean by that is that um, the Great Commission is always on our mind. Jesus has saved us and redeemed us. And he's made us per- like we got nothing to worry about. Um, and in this planet, in this space and time, we may have trials, we may have persecution, um, but uh, we're ultimately destined for a new heaven and a new earth where God will rule and reign and there'll be no more suffering and pain. Right. And so while we're here on earth, the reason why we work, we labor, we do what we do is for the benefit of our neighbor. And so we work and we share the gospel. We put two and two in hand. We serve and we share the gospel for the betterment of our neighbor because we care for our neighbor. God has loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that no matter uh, uh, whoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And so, so for the betterment of our neighbor, we do what we do. So we work, we cultivate, uh, we live, we speak. We share all for the mission and vision of go into all the world and preach the good news. And so with that in mind, there are things in our lives that just aren't supposed to be there. And as a Christian, the goal is to be more and more like Jesus. And so if you're not looking more like Jesus, it probably should be getting out of your life. Right. And so what are, what are some things that we naturally would do as Americans? So if you're listening internationally, we're t- I'm talking about American Midwestern context in 2020. As a Christian, um, we don't really we don't really talk about this, but like food, <laughs> we will overindulge in food and. There should be limits and there should be limitations and we shouldn't just eat all the time and we shouldn't just eat for comfort. All right. My wife's so good at this. She eats strictly for fuel. She's just like, no, I'm feeding my I'm feeding my babies or I'm using it for fuel for a workout. Like that's my wife. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, no, I'm enjoying my I'm drinking my coffee. I'm eating my chocolate and peanut butter goodness. I'm enjoying whatever food I'm eating. I'm, I'm, I'm scarring it down. Don't get me wrong, but I'm savoring that mug, right? And, but there's certain things in our lives that should be simply cut out that, that aren't bearing fruit in our lives. And so I think about Christians um, in certain relationships that maybe aren't very fruitful at all. Like it, it, it's, it's just kind of dead. It's kind of just there. And it should probably just be cut off because it's, it's not good for you and you're not good for them. And so I think about relationships like all the time with people that probably aren't good, even as believers. Now, hear me. I think we're supposed to love all types of believers, no matter what. You're part of the fam. But uh, we should be cutting some some relationships out there. I'm just saying, like, some of us are some toxic, perverted 
manipulative situations. And so we need to properly examine and see those things. And sometimes we might need to cut those things. But the Lord cuts. The Lord cuts. And so he'll take away some things in our life that just aren't bearing fruit. Like this is a waste of space and time in your life. Cut. And then we got the pruning process. He, he prunes. He takes off. So those people in the, um, in the park that were cutting things that aren't, you know, this branch is still good. We're not going to cut the whole tree down. Right? We're not going to cut this whole branch off, but we are going to prune this limb right here because this, this looks dead. There's no life in this. And, um, man, I can think of all types of things of pruning, man, in my life. Um, so I think in my life, like, I have an addictive personality in general. And so I really enjoy, like, coffee. I enjoy craft beer. I know that probably offends a lot of people because they're like, how can you be a pastor and like beer? Um... I enjoy working out. I enjoy um, certain things in my life that I'll just do a lot, right? And so, obviously, let's do the very obvious one. So, with the beer game, people are like, oh, 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 right? And people get all all up antsy about that. That's a whole other topic that I'm not going to hit right now. But, obviously, because of the scripture, that should be under control. Uh, you know, there's nothing that comes well of a man who is drunk, Right. And so that will need to be pruned that those, some of those things are going to do. Mm, yeah, we're going we're going we're going we're going to cut some of that stuff off because that's not really necessary for the advancement of the gospel. Right. But then he, here's where other people they're like, well, l- let's move to something that's not as obvious. Coffee. Dang, like it's legal. It doesn't distort your impair your thinking. But like there's things in your life. That should be pruned, right? And so with coffee, I love coffee. Like, there's a problem. Like, Starbucks doesn't satisfy me. Baristas don't help me. I make the coffee the way I want. I got my pour over. I weigh it with a scale. I got all my stuff, right? And so there's a way I like my coffee. But some of those things need to be pruned, man. Some of those things need to be cut out. Now, I'm not saying I'll never drink coffee again. I'll never drink craft beer again. I just think there's some things in my life that just need to be pruned for, so, that, so I can bear much fruit in my life. And what is that fruit? Uh, ultimately, I think it's the fruit of the spirit, like love, joy, peace, patience. It kind of goes on, right? I want to see those things cultivate out of my life. And so there's certain things in my life that simply need to be pruned, not because they're not good or beneficial. Like there's nothing wrong with coffee and working out and, um, and doing all that stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, it should be severed and uncontrolled. There's nothing should control me except for the Lord. Right? And so that's just a minuscule, like, micro level of, like, some things in my life that just need to be pruned or cut. Or some things that just need to be cut off in my life. Because it's just not helpful. Right? Let's talk about food for a moment. Right? Something should just be cut out of my diet because it's really just not helpful for my body. It was satisfying, right? That Mickey D's was satisfying, but it's not beneficial. And so what are some things in your life that, that maybe need to be cut off or pruned? And again, you don't got to worry about like, oh, I got to cut some stuff off. I got to prune because the Lord does it. It says it in scripture. He cuts off. And he prunes. And so really, more than anything, we need to identify things in our lives that the Lord is cutting off or some things that he's pruning. We've got to identify what are those things. 
And he says this, you have already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. And this is the NLT version in John 15, one through three. And so we have this picture here that I think that is necessary. And I think we need to keep our eyes and our hearts and our ears open to what the Lord's kind of doing in our lives and saying, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. What are you cutting off, Lord? So I can stop being a baby and crying about it, right? I got toddlers in the household. I got three girls, Selah, Hadassah, Mariah, right? Uh, Six and under. And so, yeah, like my middle child, specifically my middle child, when she wants to do something, she want to do it right now. So, Daddy, I want to watch this movie right now. Oh, oh, we can watch it later. No, now. And I'm like, girl, no. You're going to have to wait, right? And so she gets really up in arms, and it's like this not right now process because we're doing eating or we're driving or we're doing something that we obviously can't be watching a movie right now. And so with us, sometimes we're like toddlers, and we are crying about things that God has taken away from our lives. We're just crying about it. I can't believe it, right? And we just get all angry. Maybe it's a cool opportunity. Maybe it's, I don't, I don't know what it is. But he cuts. That's all I know is that he cuts. I don't know what he cuts, but he cuts things in your life that does not bear fruit. He prunes. So in, my, in your life, what are some things that he's kind of snipping away? He's kind of making it a little tighter so he can focus on what really matters. And so, um, yeah, I think certain hobbies in my life. I just think I need to be looking more like Jesus. Now, I'm not saying I can't enjoy myself or you can't enjoy yourself or anything like that. But I just think we need to identify some of those things that God is in the process of, of cultivating. He's our vine dresser. He's our, he's our gardener. He's our father. And if we're saying, God, take my life run with it, (laughs) rule and reign over it, then we need to identify some of those things that he's cutting and pruning. Let's move forward. So already you have been clean uh, clean because of the word. So the word cleanses you, uh, purifies you. You should read the word. Verse four, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you Unless you abide in me. So abide in me and I in you. So abiding. What, how, how, how do you abide? You know, how do you kind of abide? And I think this is kind of uh, combining two of the videos here. But like, I think abiding comes in the form of resting. And I think I'm going to wrap up almost with that, with that thought process of like, and kind of transition into, into the next phase. Abiding. What does it mean to abide? And so to abide really is to like rest in, to lay in. Like you don't, like you don't do much to abide. You kind of, you're sitting in there. And so let me, let me look this up online real quick. I know there's a definition somewhere. Again, you think I'd be like prepared, like, hey, we're doing this podcast and uh, you should have everything lined up. But to abide, let's look at abide. Of course, I spell the word abide wrong. So to remain, continue, stay. To have one abide, dwell, reside. 
to put up with, tolerate. Uh, to endure, sustain, without yielding or submitting, to wait for, await. You see that? You see these, these word pictures here? To remain, continue, and stay. What do we need to remain, continue, and stay in? The Lord. God. So we, verse 1 and 2, we need to identify that he's cutting and pruning. We need to identify what that is and that he's doing something. And that verse 3, we need to know that we're cleansed by the word of God. So we should be reading the word on a daily basis. Uh, my pastor at Faith Family Church, he says every member every day in God's word. And it's funny that some people can actually get offended by that statement or they don't even like that statement. Uh, I got Christians that are like, nah, we shouldn't even be saying that because it's not going to happen or, um, you know, or some people get geeked about it like me because I'm like, the word of God brings life. The good news brings life. So every member, every day in God's word, we're shooting for the stars and we're going to keep fighting to get up there. And so abiding, how do we abide? Well, we're cleansed by his word. So really we should stay, we should remain and continue in that realm of of the word of God. The word has cleansed us. So we should abide in that. We should stay in that. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So resting in the fact that you're in God. So abiding isn't work, isn't labor to the plow here, y'all. I have yet to talk about anything that you need to do besides reading the word. And you don't even need to read the word, keep in mind, to be, to be saved, right? You can hear the gospel and you can respond to it. And that's it, right? And the technology of like the printing press and, and, and all that and the, even before that scrolls and all that, like people didn't even read, right? But people can still be saved, by the word and the good news, right? And so since we have that factor, it's like because of that, it cleanses us. And so we need to abide in that. We need to trust in that. And so why not as Americans in 2020, why can't we just abide in the word? version, one of the most popular Bible apps right now existing in this moment. Why can't we just read the verse of the day? Why can't we just simply abide? Why can't we just trust in? And so I'm going to wrap this up because I can just go on to a whole nother thing here. And so I just kind of talked about two videos, essentially, and the time that we have. And so we have the fact that Jesus is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. The father, the creator, sustainer, maker of this universe and ourselves is the gardener. We have this picture and we are to abide and be in that vine by trusting and believing in the gospel. We are cleansed by the word of God. We're going to be in the word. But we need to also acknowledge that the Lord cuts things out of our lives that shouldn't be there. And he also prunes things in our lives so that they can bear more fruit. What kind of fruit am I talking about? The fruit of the spirit in Galatians. Galatians talks a lot about... Uh, the fruit actually lays out what is the fruit of the spirit and kind of does that. So I'm going to 
I'm going to talk a little bit more about the fruit of the spirit, kind of moving forward and kind of diving into cultivating this type of thought process of, okay, like if the Lord is doing this, right, he's cutting, he's pruning. If he's doing these things in my life, I need to identify those things and I need to abide in him. And if I need to abide in him, I need to trust in him. Okay, that's good. Okay. Then that means I need to look out for some things. Here's some things we need to look out for. Ver, uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such things, there is no law. And so I think kind of teasing that out, and I might hit more of the abiding for the next episode, but for now, know that the Lord cuts and prunes, but what cleanses us and purifies us is the word of God. And we are simply to abide and continue and stay in and rest in the fact that God has us. That's the word of the day, y'all. That is it. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself. Again, if you like this podcast, comment, share it with a friend. This would be greatly appreciated. Um, And uh, yeah, if you want to check out more uh, videos or more podcasts, uh, just kind of see what's happening next. And uh, yeah, whenever it happens, it happens. So you'll get a notification on that if you hit that subscribe button on YouTube or uh, with this podcast realm, whether we're on Spotify or on the podcast area. So we'll catch y'all on the next one. Hope all is well, grace and peace. Thank you for listening to the Word of the Day podcast.